War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com folks you're listing to the john DePietro show weekdays we start right now at 11 and we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com it is wednesday it is september 28th and folks obviously all eyes of the country uh well a couple developments on this wednesday first of all this business of removing with soccer mayor lisa Baldelli hunt that has now been postponed <clears throat> i want to remind people she is on the ballot she is running unopposed so whatever does happen here the more that her side could get this delayed um i'm not sure exactly what's going to happen here but we do know that nothing is happening there was a lot of talk that she was going to be removed last night and that obviously did not happen so she is still the mayor it's kind of reminds me of that um old saturday night live bit when when they would Chevy Chase, a weekend update that goes back that long. I, I don't remember watching it live, but they would just say some foreign leader is still dead. Uh, but, folks, all eyes are on Florida, and this is just a massive storm. Category 4. Drudge Report has a Category 4 Florida. Max winds 155 miles per hour. Catastrophic. Now, a bright light here. Every cloud is the tampa surge apparently could be spared all of cuba is without power can you imagine the hell of living on that island and um and but this is just a massive storm in set for landfall so you'll hear about that in the national news it's obviously covering it and there's uh parts of it that in in essence um depending on which cable news station you know they're showing all footage of that so but what's the bigger story locally is what is going on where governor mckee basically had just a complete public meltdown yesterday and it's so unbecoming of a governor and he has totally resorted to name calling and um and it's you know it's just distressing to see uh, a sitting governor fall into you know this type of of situation you'd like to think that someone is, you know, is, uh, you hate to think that maybe the office is just too big for him, but it's starting to, it's starting to see that way. And yesterday, with the amount of name calling that he was doing on Ashley Kalis, and I want to remind people, Ashley Kalis, all they basically did was they repeated what Nellie Gorbea and what Governor McKee had been, you know, accused of and, and laid out um, in the primary. And all of a sudden, you know, and he, he took it on the chin there, and then they had the big happy, you know, photo. But, 
But suddenly now, the name-calling he did yesterday with Ashley Kalis, and I want to play, uh, Channel 12 has, you have Governor McKee, and and then you have what Ashley Kalis's response to it was. So they are really thrown by her now. That uh, somebody who's, you know... Uh, you know, kind of a seagull manager, right? You know what seagull management is? Well, you fly over and you crap over everybody that you fly over, right? And that's what she, she's crapping all over the state of Rhode Island. And this is another example. Like I said, if you you can't expect to, to lead a state that you don't know anything about, and that describes uh, my opponent. This is a continuing course of behavior for Dan McKee. Gina Raimondo didn't talk to him for two years, calling him useless and incompetent. Uh, when Dr. Alexander Scott endorsed Helena, uh, he then attacked her, so much so that his lieutenant governor had to uh, come in and defend Dr. Alexander Scott. Also on primary night, as you know, when Helena uh, tried to call it and concede, he told his staff to hang up on her. He obviously has an issue with strong women. If he had a record to run on, he would, but instead he's resorting to personal attacks. And the question for everyone, is this the sort of governor that you, that you want? You know, that really is the question. Now, their debates are going to be coming up. Governor McKee is clearly now, clearly rattled uh, by his opponent. They're not sure how to attack her. And we're also hearing that this FBI thing could be coming down sooner than we think. So, folks, on this Wednesday, I mean, you really start to get the feeling that the walls are kind of caving in on Governor McKee. Um, there's, there's certainly no appetite for, you know, his, his whole method was give the special interests and the unions whatever they want in order to win the primary. And suddenly now he, he seems to be running out of gas when it comes to the general election. Because let's face it, you know, the unions, yes, they did help put him over the top in the primary. But did you get a $3,000 bonus? Anyone that works in, in the private sector, did you get a $3,000 bonus? No, he gave that away to state workers and the unions, <clears throat> judges, lifetime appointments on the bench, got a $3,000 bonus, which was just adding insult to injury. And they said it was, you know, we were afraid of people leaving. So a judge, Governor McKee, so a judge with a lifetime appointment to the bench was going to leave unless you gave them a $3,000 bonus. Are we, folks, are we supposed to believe that? You know, the whole thing with Tony Silva, who he will bring back if, in fact, he does get a full term uh, and, and nothing, no matter what he says. Now, right now, uh, we are hearing that the McKee staff is not cooperating with the FBI probe. So this sets up a real collision course. Governor McKee comes off as someone, he is very desperate. He is desperately trying to get elected to then have some chips to play with the FBI and possibly, you know, use the power, the office of governor to try to block either the indictment or even interfere with the investigation. So, but it's very telling. And I, I recognize some of this is inside, but when you're talking about a sitting governor instructing the staff, I mean, that's what we're hearing. He won't release information on who in the staff has got received subpoenas. And, and that is his call, by the way. That's not a legal thing. He's deciding that. He's the one not deciding. He's the one encouraging, uh, supposedly, members of his staff allegedly not to cooperate. This is, you know, what do we really want to go in the direction where you have a sitting governor who's not cooperating? And now he resorts to name-calling, calling Ashley Kalis a seagull. And, and the, he, it's also not accurate. I mean, when I hear her criticism of Governor McKee, <clears throat> let's just be very clear about this, folks. The FBI probe, it's not of, of us. It's not of you. It's not of me. It's of him and the way he operates. I don't like the Superman deal. I don't feel she's, quote, crapping all over the people of Rhode Island. He's the one. The unions, the special interests have this governor like a puppet on a string. He's the one. So notice he tries to say, oh, look, she's not. No, she's not knocking all of us. She's not saying anything that Helena Folks hasn't said, that Nellie Gorbea hasn't said. She is basically, if anything, I don't know about a seagull, she's parroting, and it's fair game, what has been said about him. And that is true. When the polls came out, he was listed as the worst governor in the country. And Helena Folks had that. 
So this is the new commercial by Ashley, uh, Ashley Kalis. Not bad for a year and a half. Career politician Dan McKee, worst governor in the country, corrupt from the start, selling access to the highest bidder, bonuses for his friends, 40 million of taxpayer funds for the Superman building, 60 million for Pawtucket Soccer Stadium, the FBI investigating the ILO contract, yep. refusing to release the subpoena. Dan, time to lawyer up. So many corrupt insider deals, it's time for a change. You know, that uh, this business of the lawyer up, that that is, you know, they uh, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they, you know, they got that from, it was, it was, it was Nelly Gorbea that was the first one to use that. Everything that was stated in that commercial is accurate and true. He is listed as the worst governor. Folks, you get the sense that the walls are closing in on Dan McKee. He's got the FBI all over him. He's got the FBI all over his staff. <clears throat> He's trying to push off. Now, I also see DOT, they're trying to say that they're not sure whether or not if they're going to appeal the roadworks uh, situation. They're absolutely going to uh, appeal that. But he doesn't, he's trying to push that off as close to the election as possible. That's what he is trying to do right now. Push it off and get, you know, he, he is, he's now fearful. What you are hearing right now to me is he sounds like he is in there in fully in the bunker of trying to say that Ashley Kalis is, quote, crapping all over the entire state. It's not the state, it's his management. She doesn't say anything negative about anyone else, and everything she's saying is accurate. This is Governor McKee yesterday. Not surprising that uh, somebody who's, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of a seagull manager, right? You know what seagull management is? Well, you fly over and you crap over everybody that you fly over, right? And that's what she, she's crapping all over the state of Rhode And this is another example. Like I said, if you, you can't expect to, to lead a state that you don't know anything about. And that... You know, that element... Um, I just would argue that is it possible, Governor McKee, is it possible that people don't want four more years of insider deals? Is it possible that, that people in the state are saying, you know, we don't want all these insider deals? Uh, Ashley Kalis, Governor McKee, I'm a backup quarterback that's not a part of a team. I don't even have a uniform. Asked why Raimondo does not talk to McKee, respond to his letters. They had not had an in-person meeting since 2020, and that is accurate. You know, the media, though, is almost jumping to the defense of Governor McKee. Now, another story we're watching, South Kingstown schools closed after threats to the school. Again, I, I hate to say this. It's kids. Those are kids that are doing that. Uh, it's not... It's not a legitimate, it's not a legitimate uh, threat, so to speak. And whoever's doing that should be called out. Now, by the way, I, I'm fully understanding there are um, total punks out there. If you saw our footage from the other night in Central Falls at the standoff, I mean, without question, there were definitely like total punks out there. Now, we're also watching, folks, uh, the trial for Officer Lugo, accused of assaulting that woman at the pro-abortion rally, will continue today. So, now, there, I know there, there are some inconsistencies in the testimony of that Jennifer Rourke, who's running for office. But the fact of the matter is, um, th this is going to come down to of whether or not he struck her. It may not have been, it wasn't. I'll say this, it doesn't seem like it was the punch that initially came out when the video was edited and the video was slowed down and it, it, it seemed like he, round, first of all, he didn't knock her down. Um, they, I know his side is trying to argue he actually never struck her. But a problem that I find that Officer Lugo, and I realize that's not a top story, but I want to just comment on this is a problem that he's facing is right now that it's 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 hard to you know as they say put the the toothpaste bass back in the tube when when everybody saw the video 
slow down slow motion and it it gave the impression it's hard to it's hard to unsee that so it's hard to unsee what looks like that he is in fact striking her but this business of governor mckee and and um going after republican ashley kalis and i'll tell you folks this this is a real election of choice this is a real election of choice because you have two very very different candidates in governor mckee and ashley kalis if you want a continuation of the corruption and the insider deals then vote for dan mckee i think more and more people are starting to say you know we don't want the status quo it's worth a change this guy is just you know um corrupt he has blown the opportunity that was given to him and why should we give him the opportunity now i want to play peter alviti rhode island dot director he did an interview with channel 12 i want to dip into this a little bit on whether or not they were actually going to appeal the decision truck tolls are now turned off after a judge ruled that they are unconstitutional. Yesterday, we checked in with Governor Dan McKee. He said the state is still mulling over whether to appeal Re- that decision. We're reviewing it. Just want to check in. Any decision made in the last 24 hours on that appeal? Not yet. Um, our, our attorneys are meeting, and um, they'll be advising the governor. And I'm sure you'll see a decision happening soon. And when you say soon, do you expect by the end of the week? I, I, I'm not going to put a time limit on it. I think everyone has to be comfortable with the their review of the information and the and the ruling that came down, and what path forward makes the most sense and is most suitable and beneficial to the people of the state. What about you? Are you in favor of an appeal? I um, I do. I certainly have learned over the many years that I've been in both business and in government to always defer to the judgment of the experts that you hire. And we'll, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing the same on this. I'm going to wait to hear what the governor, uh, the findings of the experts, the legal experts, and uh, we'll, we'll go move forward on that basis. The state spent $69 million to build out those truck tolls, over $8 million defending them in court. Any estimate how much it would take to take a cost, I should say, to take down the gantries if an appeal doesn't move forward? Or would it just be more cost beneficial to leave the gantries up? I think uh, I think both of those decisions and those cost estimates um, are something that I won't speculate on now. Uh, the cost should be minimal to take them down if we had to. Um, the decision to, to leave them out will come out of the discussions that we'll have in the next few days with our legal uh, uh, experts. Okay, we will stay tuned on that front. I want to quickly revisit the highway flooding that we saw earlier this month. Well, folks, the, um, here's, the, here's the way. I Listen, they're not sure what to do. The unions are telling them you have to appeal. They feel they don't want to turn off the spigot on what was $40 million being brought in and going directly to the laborers. And they want that money. Like I've told you, it's like the scene in Goodfellas. You know, business, he, when they hand over half the restaurant to Paulie, business is bad, you know, blank you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire, blank you. They don't care. All they know is you have to come up with that monthly nut. And that's exactly how they feel in this particular situation. So... But Peter Alviti doesn't want to be the one to say that. Governor McKee is trying to figure out what to do in this situation. Listen, normally, normal circumstances, if you had a governor that was not in the pocket of the unions, if you had a governor who is not facing an election coming up, someone would step back and then, you know, make an objective, well-informed decision on what to do here. But the, the, the politics involved here, and it can't be ignored. And let me say this about the politics. Governor Armando's the one, had the big press conference. She cited that as one of her biggest accomplishments, was roadworks and tolling the trucks. So they brought politics in. You can't suddenly say we want to remove the politics from the equation when you were the one that brought the politics into the equation. So make no mistake about it. That is a tough position for them to be in. It shouldn't be tough. It shouldn't be tough. It should be we lost in court. That's the end of it. 
uh, we're going to be business friendly and we're not going to start to toll the private companies. But that's not the type of leadership you have right now. What Governor McKee has also made this, this is now a referendum. Ashley Kalis and him, this is a stark choice. And when they finally get on debate stage, you're going to get a chance to see, and this is going to come down to the voters. And I recognize the governor, former mayor of Cumberland. He did very well in Cumberland on primary night. But the rest of the state, regular, all the voters this time get to weigh in. Is this the path the state wants to go down? Is the best the state can do Governor McKee and Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos? So of, of a pay, population a little over 1 million, these are the two top people. Ashley Kalis, is she an outsider? She is. No doubt about it. Would she have a completely different approach than the current governor, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee? Absolutely. Completely different. There'd be no insider deals. She wouldn't owe anybody up at the State House anything. It would then uh, be up to her in a challenge to try to work with Speaker Sakachi and the Senate President. At this point, folks, the direction the state is going, I, I think it's worth the gamble. I do. Listen, it, all of what she would really do just so you understand, is eliminate the insider deals. The, the House, led by Speaker Sakachi and the Senate, are very powerful. So the governor actually has minimal power in many of these circumstances. And that was best illustrated, you know, Governor Kachiri, the Republican governor up against the, the General Assembly and the legislature, it was limited many times of what exactly he could do. I think what Governor McKee has brought to the table are all the insider deals where the state has to pay for the soccer stadium. The state has to pay for the swim building. You have to pay for those bonuses to the unions, the insider deals to the unions. It's not fair. It's not equitable. It's unfair to the taxpayers. And the only reason that Dan McKee's agreeing to it is so he can get himself elected. All right, folks, it's Wednesday. We'll keep an eye on the hurricane. Much more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency... Head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net war in ukraine covid the biden presidency and the elections you are listening to the john DePetro show And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. As we look over, I can look at the Capitol right now. We are coming to you from our nation's capital. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. A great meal, a feast, whether it's in the dining room or in the pub. They'll have the Patriots game on, football game on Thursday night. Pretty soon we'll be getting into the baseball playoffs and then also uh, college football on Saturdays. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And also don't forget about their Kay's restaurant. Kay's right there in Woonsocket. Folks, again, repeating big story. We are coming to you from our nation's capital where the focal point here remains on the open border, the problems with immigration and I'm not, I am cognizant of the fact with, um, we have some major stories closer to home. One is in fact, and I was mentioning it, but the medical examiner has positively identified 
one of the bodies found to be that of former Woonsocket Mayor Susan Menard. So our condolences and thoughts go out to our family, someone without question, a prominent figure, really not just in the really not just in the Blackstone Valley, but all of the state, as a matter of fact, and that is a former mayor, Susan Menard. And they have not finalized the identity of the second person, so we're just going to follow on the, on the official word on that. So that is obviously big news, and stay tuned to the station for more details regarding that. And on top of that, um, we are also, the big local story is that a judge has said that the truck tolls, the truck tolls have to be down within 48 hours. Now, I also saw that the Providence police have, have ruled a homicide. There was a 75-year-old man killed inside his home on Ethan Street last month. The man believed to be responsible was charged and arraigned in court. So, first, the death did not seem suspicious. The medical examiner was called in, and they determined it was a homicide. They believe the man was followed home that evening, physically assaulted in his apartment, died of his injuries. The man responsible for his death has been charged in a range. So, that's why it was not a huge deal. Now, I also, am I seeing that, I think Channel 6 is reporting, I think, that the state is preparing judge rules in favor of trucking industry in the lawsuit with the tolls folks that's major because governor mckee is not ruling out the cars will be to have to pick up the slack for the trucks um let's see where did i rhode island department of health has identified one of the two found rhode island prepares for potential arrival of illegals the Rhode Island Emergency Management Agency said they're working with Governor McKee's office to prepare for the potential arrival of illegals in the Ocean State. Our emergency response community will be prepared. We will get them registered to vote as soon as they arrive. A group of migrants arrived in Martha's Vineyard last week. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said there were two planes carrying 50 Venezuelan migrants. Plans for part of the state relocation program, transport illegals to sanctuary destinations. Well, I want to tell you, as we're in Washington, uh, and again, if you haven't seen it, we did get a chance to interview Marjorie Taylor Greene, the representative, a little bit earlier. And without question, um, what happened on the vineyard has just dominated here. I mean, that is, it's all anyone is really... It's one of those stories that it literally rocketed across the country. And it's, as I have said, it's easy to understand. And I think that is one of, well, I know that's one of the reasons why it has um, just taken off so much. Is just because of that, that it's it's one of those stories that's that's easy to understand. You know, they, they claim and... On uh, Martha's Vineyard, as we know, Rhode Island and Mass, uh, no such thing as anyone illegal. Governor McKee has repeatedly said times that illegals would be welcomed in Rhode Island. The people of the state would be more than happy to pay for them. And then all of a sudden, when uh, when that happens, um, then all of a sudden, you know, they think of the the uproar that it caused, the fact that 43 people arrived on the vineyard. So, and, and they immediately shipped them off the vineyard, as a matter of fact. So, without question. So, but that, that story, and also uh, the governor of Texas. Now, I also want to mention that, as I, I started to say, the situation with, with President Trump and his family, I, there's too many details. I don't want to just gloss over it. Um, none of it sounds sounds good. These are very serious charges. Uh, there could be more charges coming down. But the New York State is suing the president. I, I just wonder, now you also have the children involved here. That's different. And 222 page filing. And they're referring it to the IRS for criminal prosecution. 
So I, I don't know enough about if they have responded to that as of yet. But that is obviously big news that has uh, come down today. So, folks, we are here today and tomorrow. And one of the things, obviously, that we have um, that we have talked about is just what a problem illegal immigration really is. As much as it's a major problem in our state, it's really something that hits all over the country. And so um, we have a guest coming up, uh, Bridget Gabriel, and she is going to be our guest. She's an expert on terrorism. She's also an author, leading terrorism expert, as a matter of fact. Provides information analysis of the rise of global Islamic terrorism. And you see her quite a bit. I've seen her on Fox News Channel and others. Uh, but Bridget Gabrielle is an authority on illegal immigration. And folks, it's one of the things that, with an open border, how it truly makes us more of a target uh, by ha- by having the failed policies that they have for with the the Biden administration, by all accounts, as we've said, and you know you've heard that it is basically an open border, and and it leads to that. And you watch with the amount of people that are coming in, it is absolutely a matter of time before there's going to be some kind of incident. There have been incidents in the past when you have this, and you can't really control and that's what it comes down to they have no control who it is that's coming over and that's one of the problems within it's just a matter of time that someone that has other intentions um, are just going to perpetrate let alone so many of them are then ending up in the New York area uh, arriving in our area and Bridget, so, and then, um, and then it's just a matter of time before something is, 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 is going to happen. So, hello. There we go. <laughs> Trying to get your attention. Okay, she's on her way right here. There she is. My goodness, why don't you get your headphones on and then make sure you're all set. She's right oh, on time and nice and prompt. Fantastic. It is hot up here, isn't it? It is very Ooh. warm, yeah. And You're it is kidding. a little bit more air conditioning. But I found the there. perfect spot right to get the... this air conditioning. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 the man here he is how are you sheriff have a seat folks the guy is one of a kind America's top sheriff we'll let him get settled it's always uh, history, whatever we talk to him. I want to welcome Bristol County Sheriff. I mean, I think he's the Sheriff of America. He is Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Sheriff, what a pleasure and honor to see you again. John, it's an honor to be on your show always, wow. really. You know, I, I don't want to start off with bad news, but in the past, when I've had you, you were either coming from the White House or you were headed to the White House. Then we have that famous photo you and I run. Is it the north or south lawn at the back within all the sheriffs were on the staircase? It was, was the south lawn. South lawn, south lawn. And unless I'm missing something, I, I don't think there's anything at the White House for the sheriffs this year. No, you're not missing anything. Oh, and, and, wow. and, and not only that, uh, there, there's actually been no real interest in trying to, wow. to, to gather sheriffs from around the country to understand what, what are the impacts uh, of immigration. 
immigration oh. and other issues that mattered to us and what we're trying to do to uphold yes. the rule of law. Uh, Sheriff Tom Hudson, what, what was your reaction uh, when you heard about what had happened with a plane landing on Martha's Vineyard? Well, I, I had a sense it was going to they were going to be coming not only there, but other places around the country as well, where they created sanctuaries. Yes. And um, we're hearing Newport, that they could be coming to Rhode Island. Well, so, that, anywhere yeah. that there's sanctuaries, people, these elected officials have created sanctuaries. Yep. Um, it shouldn't be surprising. And that's why the people of those communities ought to be upset that elected officials who took an oath yep. to uphold the law and protect them from people violating the rule of law who are actually promoting and encouraging lawbreakers to come to their community, hmm. those are the people they should be upset with. Not, right. with. not with Governor DeSantis. No. And not with Governor Abbott. Because you know what? Those two governors are doing what we all, I think in America, hope every elected official would do because we blindly trust them when they raised their hand, took the oath, yep. and said they will uphold the laws of this country, and they will uphold the Constitution. And, and they did it. And they, they're tr trying to protect their people. They didn't say we want sanctuaries here. No. So, so they, they have done the right thing. And these, these progressive people yep. who have no regard for the number of kids that moms and dads are going to wake up to go to school and work right. who are dying from fentanyl, they know is pouring into this yep. country. I've been dealing this, uh, John, as you know, for 25 years I've been dealing with this oh. issue of immigration. And I have, I have disgustingly got to the point now where... And, and, and really, this administration is predominantly at fault, although both parties are at fault over 25 years, for not moving if they wanted to change and do some immigration reform. Um, they, the thing that really angers me is the arrogance and the disrespect for not just for us about the importance of upholding your oath, but what about the moms and dads? Right. And, and these people who lost their kids five years ago, and they're basically saying to them, hey, we know all this is a result of our poor decisions of encouraging people to come here. We have sex trafficking out of control in this country. We're losing 300 a day now to fentanyl, and it's getting worse. Um, we've got MS-13 gang members creating violent situations in our neighborhoods. And basically what they're saying is, oh, Mr. Jones and Mrs. Smith, you know your kids that died three years ago? Their lives don't matter, and neither do the ten that are going to die tomorrow. You know why? Because our politics is far more important than your kids' lives or your family's security in your community. And that's where we are in America, sadly, with some of these, these groups that have created these sanctuaries. Um, and so, so for those of us in law enforcement... It's all the sheriffs across this nation. We are not, we cannot, and we will not turn our backs on the rule of law. If we do, the country has no hope. Sheriff, you got to admit, it was, and again, folks, our guest is Sheriff Tom Hudson. It, it was comical to watch. I mean, 43 people was suddenly a crisis and turned Martha's Vineyard and turned Martha's and turned Martha's Vineyard upside down. I'm just trying to get the people next to us to lower their voice yeah, a little bit. You. That's all right. Yeah. Go right ahead, Sheriff. But you got to admit, that was comical, just 43 people. Well, yeah, you know, look, this is, um, you know, we, we saw what happened uh, right here in Washington when they brought a yes. couple of buses to, to yep. the, the vice president's uh, uh, house there on Mass Ave. And, and I, I recall one of the, one of the individuals saying, they, he was asked, well, is the border secure? And he said, no, the border's wide open. He said, and the reporter said, well, what would you say to the vice president? He said, I want to offer our gratitude. Our gratitude. And I understand where they're coming from because basically the message to them was, listen, the laws of the United States don't matter. But you know what? You know what, John? The other message is to the people who are respecting the laws of the United States, waiting their turn still mm. in countries around the Think world. Think of that. Yeah. It's, to them, it's, what it's sort of like. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like, well, wait a minute. We're doing it all the right way. You're yep. telling us that that doesn't matter. Mm. And, and so, so for them, it's got to be really heartbreaking that they're, when they finally do come here and they take their oath, that all they went through didn't really matter. They could have snuck in. Yep. Is that what we want? Yes. And, and that is the message, Sheriff, that's going out. How do you think Governor Baker handled the whole situation on the venue? I mean, the first thing they did was ship them to Cape Cod. Well, Just I get them out of there. Yeah. I think I think that he obviously it was thrust. He, he had no idea it was coming. It was thrust on him. He had to make he had to make a decision to to address not just the people who that came right to make sure that they're they're not abused or whatever else sure. and, and put in, pl in his places. But at the same time, 
you know, for the for the if there was no availability for anything for them to be placed um, in in homes there as they've been doing everywhere else, then then you have to make some alternative arrangement periodically to figure out what you're going to do. And I guess the you know the airbase was the closest. The Joint Air Base was the closest place where they had open facilities to be able to at least keep them there till they could figure out what the heck they had to do. Yep. And it would prevent them from being able to get maybe get back on boats and head out, and nobody knows where they are. Hmm. You know, what? what is it like for you as a sheriff? I mean, we're both in the North Seas. I mean, to see someone like a Governor Santos say, we're not a sanctuary state. Governor Abbott, you know, sending them to the vice president's residence. I find it reaffirming, like, oh, wow, there are people out there that would say, whoa, 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 you're not coming in here. This is not acceptable. You know why this is so important, uh, John, is because not just the point you made, but more importantly, them doing that didn't shelter people away from the border about how bad this situation is. Yep. It let them get a, a, just a, a, smor- a morsel of a taste right. of what they deal with every day. I've been to the border, as you know, five times. Yep. Wow. I have, I've been on the Vickers Ranch where I sat there with Mr. Vickers and his wife, and they showed us picture after picture of dead people oh. on their property that they had to deal with. Wow. One guy leaning against this tree had been sitting there, obviously died from dehydration, and the, and the birds had eaten his eyeballs out. Right? Oh, oh no, no, but these are God. these are real stories. Yes, and and I, and the sheriff out of out of uh, um, uh, Brooks, I think it is uh, Texas. Now he's had 973 deaths since last January. Uh, since uh, I think it was last January, maybe. Um, I, I, I thought I had the number here with me, but 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 he's had 973 deaths. I have it right here, okay. I believe. Um, between 2009 and now, just in his county, and he's only got oh. five deputies. He he said that he has that he has to deal with these things every day, and then never mind. Imagine this being in your neighborhood here, Worcester, down on the Cape, Providence, yep. where where all of a sudden they said, "Hey, you know what? We're not enforcing no trespassing laws anymore, and anybody that wants to come in your property can." Now you come home, and you don't know. You want to let your kids out in the backyard, but yep. you don't want to let them run to the shed and get the grass trimmers or anything else because you don't know if somebody's hiding in there with a gun. That's right. This is happening to the people in Texas and Arizona every single day. They've had to shut down 50% of the cattle ranchers, ranches in Stark County alone in Texas. You know, we, we owe it to each other as Americans. This isn't about being Democrat, Independent, right. Republican. This is about being Americans and, t- and, and looking out for each other. We can't say anymore that the laws don't matter. And there's going to be a select group that the politicians will decide will be will be exempted from our laws. And yes, if they impose hardships on you. Now, I'm going to give you something else that hasn't really been talked about. Okay. And I just learned about this recently, and I'm looking into it even more. Here we go. And I got it from a from a guy who works in a hospital in, in right outside my county. And he told me, he said, do you have any idea what's going on with these, these uh, illegal aliens who are here that need to go to the hospital and be admitted? I said, no. He said, they're getting admitted. And then, when they're finally medically cleared for however long they're in the hospital, I'm not talking emergency room. I'm talking admitted. Um, they they uh, they can't be re- released after they're medically cleared because the law requires if you're going to release some med- give somebody a medical clearance to leave, yep. they have to have an address to go to. He told me that one of the hospitals in Boston has close to 200 people in there that have already been medically cleared that they can't let out who are just basically occupying beds. Wow, because that's, it's, that's like acting like a hotel. Well, now, then they don't belong there. How many, how, many, how many emergency rooms have you gone to where you've seen people laying, my, father, yes. my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, right. where they just were laying, laying there. on the stretchers in the emergency room because there weren't enough beds, right? They had wow. to wait until beds cleared up, right? So, and this has been, according to this guy, it's been months. And so, Holy so, cow. so you want to talk about undermining not just the cost of medical care right. in this country for all of us, but how about the services yes. that we rightfully should have? What this kind is, of this is why policy you, is that, or lack of a policy of how to deal with it? Right, and and and, wow. and, and, and the and the the problem is, John, that not only are we we having the impacts from the costs. But what about the impacts on the services? That's why we have to have immigration. That's right. We have to have immigration laws so we can control the infrastructure. Yep. You know, in May, last May, they had 237,000 illegal aliens that came across the border that they knew of, the, the encounters. Now, that's, take for a minute, New Bedford, Fall River. That's more than the, common, the populations of both combined. Hmm. And I ask listeners all the time and people I run into, 
Tell, tell me where there's a New Bedford and a Fall River sitting vacant with houses, police departments, fire department, hospital, schools, jobs, and all the other things you need, grocery stores, just waiting for the people, those 237,000 just take, come into the town. It's all ready for you, set up, ready to go. There are none. So where are they going? And that's only one month. How? That's only one that, month. Sheriff. Only one month. And and what about, I mean, we're putting all these homeless people, I mean, excuse yes. me, all these, these, uh, these uh, illegal aliens in all these hotels, nice yep. uh, converted that's hotels, right. things like that. Where were these people when it came to our veterans That's who were right. laying on the street, That's right, homeless Sheriff. everywhere? Yep. Where, where is, where are they? Mm. You know, where are those, where are those accommodations for them? Right, folks. Again, our guest is Sheriff Tom Hodgson, and Sheriff, just to go back down memory lane, um, what was it like when you would be here in D.C. We'd be doing this type of broadcast, and then you'd either be coming from the White House or going to the White House. It sounded like you had a very interested, captivated audience in the form of then the occupant of the Oval Office. There's no question about it. And let me tell you, John, um, I tell people this all the time. Whether people like the way the president tweeted or didn't tweet or what have you, I can tell you firsthand, because I was in many meetings with that president, he, the, 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 the wonderful thing about him and the great, one of the great things about him was he would actually bring in, if it was a law enforcement issue, he'd bring yep. in sheriffs. He wanted to know on the border issues. He right. brings us in. How is it impacting you at the border? How is it impacting you in your communities, right, in, across the nation? Because we're all border communities now. Right. And he wanted to know from us directly. Tell me what it is. And if you have ideas for solutions, great. But when I create the policy, I want to make sure that it doesn't filter through some politician that's trying to get credit, get sure. watered down. I want that policy to directly impact the people that you're serving in those communities so they get the direct impact and benefit from this White House. And oh. he said that, and he meant it, and, he's, and he did it every time we met, whether it was medical. Martin Luther King's um, uh, niece was there often on religious issues, things like that. He wanted to know from people who, were, who had their boots on the ground, which is the best way, because he is. knew he served us, and the only way he could best serve us yep. is if he took the information we had in our communities and turned it into good policy that mattered. Mm. And, and think about this, John. Um, we had, what, 300 sheriffs from across yes, the nation that here? That was amazing. And, and yeah. you know, these guys have been working with me for, for years now. Yep. And we are so committed. And we are not. We are the one group, and I told the sheriffs just across the country, we are the last bastion of hope for this nation. That's right. We were elected by the people. Yep. We don't answer to anyone but the You're, Are you up for re-election? Yes, in, in November. November you yes. are. Okay. And, and, um, and, we, and we have an obligation. We're not going to respond to something based on whether you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican. But what we are going to do is we're going to stand united in making sure whatever laws are on the books are enforced. We will not turn our backs on those laws. Mm. We're not going to parse words or anything else. The law is the law. We're not, we're not politicians in that regard. We're, we're, we're elected officials who have a solemn oath to uphold. So do the people in Washington, by the way. Well, but, one uh, would think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What about uh, Jeff Deal? He seems like he's running the right type of campaign. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's getting aggressive and doing what he yes. what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, and and you know, timing's everything in this business it as is. to when when you do what. But um, you know, of course, I'll be I'll be supporting the Republican ticket. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and um, and it's and it's for all the right reasons. Look, I dealt with Mara Healy. Um, Mara Healy weaponized her office from the day she was there. With politics, she she filed, I think, and joined herself in more lawsuits than any other AG in the nation oh. against the previous administration. She was on the other side of the border in Mexico when I was in McAllen at the processing station. And at the same time, while I'm working with Border Patrol to find out what are the impacts, what are the, the issues with the MS-13 gang members coming to my community, how do we work with each other, yada, yada. She was over there telling the families it's wrong that the United States won't let you come in here oh, and just pull her over the God. border. And Think of that. Well, you know what? This wow. is, you know, look, she's, she's, um, we've had our own experiences with her. Yeah. She's, um, well, she's consistent. Consistent, yeah. <laughs> consistent, <laughs> consistently political. Yes, no question about it. Very much so. And we need somebody in the governor's office who is going to focus on what matters to the people. Yep. And, and fulfill the obligations and the responsibilities of governor. Mm. Uh, not politician. That's right. Folks, he is Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Sheriff, great to see you. Great to see you, John. Right, Thanks see so you much. Later always on wonderful tonight. to be always, on Always great. Good Thanks. luck this fall. J. Perry Paving. 
Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dipietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live or YouTube or Twitter, it's all right there at the website, dipietro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at dipietro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website, dipietro.com remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health pop in and see marie 1099 menden road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. The Cohesit Inn, 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn.